What's up, everybody? You're listening to The Raven's Grove. I'm your host, Dahi, and seeing as how we're coming up on April 30th, I've got a special treat for you, because we're going to be talking about the origins of Halloween, and how those origins are still celebrated in the modern pagan holiday of Samhain. Now, before we get into this episode, a quick bit of news. Starting with this episode, I'm going to be staggering the release of this podcast to one episode every two weeks. I want to give you all the best possible work I can in researching, writing, and recording this podcast, and that really, it really isn't an option with the schedule of one episode a week. So starting with this episode, I'll be releasing one episode every two weeks, with certain exceptions if there's a specific date or event, or if there's a particular story I want to talk to you guys about, you guys about really, really badly. Right, now that's over, let's get going. Now, if you're a long-time listener of this podcast, you'll probably be aware that I'm a Norse Celtic pagan, which means I worship the Norse and the Celtic deities. This is actually important for you guys to know because the origins of Halloween are profoundly pagan and especially Celtic. You see, Halloween is the modern version of the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, spelled S-A-M-H-A-I with a acute, I think it's called in French, uh, tilde in Spanish, N. Aren't Irish names fun? Mind, I can't talk. My name is spelled D-A-I-T-H-I with an accent. And it's one of the eight major pagan holidays spaced throughout the year. Now, for the purposes of this episode, I'm going to be differentiating between Halloween and Samhain as as follows. Halloween is a Northern Hemisphere version, and Samhain is a Southern Hemisphere version. Now, in case this doesn't make sense, this will be explained later in the episode. So if you're a pagan and you listen to this in the Northern Hemisphere, just bear with me, okay? Now, like I was saying, Samhain is a Celtic holiday, and it celebrates the end of autumn and the start of winter. It's a, essentially, it's pagan New Year, and according to tradition, it's a holiday when the boundaries between our world and the other worlds are at their thinnest and most malleable. Now, you might be thinking, but Dahi, if Samhain is about the end of autumn and the start of winter, then why do an episode now? Halloween isn't for another six months. Well, that's true if you uh, are listening to this in the Northern Hemisphere, but for us in the Southern Hemisphere, the dates for the eight major pagan holidays throughout the year are all flipped around. See, if you've ever done any research into seasonal differences for traveling overseas, you'll be aware that the seasons in the Southern Hemisphere are the opposites of the ones in the Northern Hemisphere. For example, Christmas for us in the Southern Hemisphere is in the middle of summer, Easter is in autumn, and Halloween is in late spring. This means that for pagans like myself, Samhain is in the Southern Hemisphere, it's from nightfall April 30th to nightfall May 2nd, for pagans in the Northern Hemisphere, Samhain is between nightfall October 31st and nightfall November 2nd. See, like Jewish and Muslim holidays, a pagan holidays start on the, at nightfall the day before. So if you see a version of a pagan calendar online that says Samhain is on November 1st, that's why. That's a Northern Hemisphere version. Incidentally, this practice of keeping time by nightfall is marking the start of the new day is also a very Celtic thing to do. In fact, the Celts are the reason that the midnight marks the start of the new day. Maybe you might be wondering, well, if there are eight pagan holidays and Samhain's one of them, what are the other seven? Well, in order from going from Samhain all the way through the year again, they are as follows. Samhain, pagan new year, celebrates the end of autumn and the start of winter. Then you've got Yule as number two, which is the known as midwinter. It takes place on the winter solstice. So in the Northern Hemisphere, that's December 31st. In the Southern Hemisphere, that's June 21st. Sorry, not December 31st, June, de- December 21st. That's my bad. Number three is Imbolc, which signifies the end of winter and the start of spring. Number four is Ostara, spring equinox. 
Now, in the Southern Hemisphere, that is in in September 21st. In the Northern Hemisphere, that's on March 21st. That also, incidentally, is where the name Easter comes from because Ostara is a pagan goddess of rebirth. That's why we celebrate Easter eggs and uh, rabbits because those are symbols of Ostara. Number five is Beltane, which signifies the end of spring and the start of summer, halfway point through the year, and it's the exact opposite of Samhain. Now, if you're listening to this in the Northern Hemisphere, the upcoming April 30th to uh, May 2nd, that is your Beltane. So that's a very big fertility harvest. It's basically saying, you know what, we've got all the harvest planted, we are going to have a great time. So that's what Beltane signifies. It's basically, well, like I said, it signifies the end of spring and the start of summer. So that, for us in the Southern Hemisphere, is what Halloween falls on. So a bit of an ironic dichotomy. Number six is Letha, which is midsummer, takes place in the summer solstice. And incidentally, that's actually what I celebrate instead of Christmas in the Southern Hemisphere, because if we were going to have Christmas that would, or Yule, that would be in mid-June. So Letha takes place in midsummer. Then number seven is Lamas, which signifies the end of summer and the start of autumn. That's basically when you're saying, you know, we've got all the harvest planted, now it's time to bring it in. Then finally, you got Marbon, which is the autumnal equinox. So yeah, that's the eight major pagan holidays. Now I'll try and do different um, episodes throughout the year as to what pagan holiday is coming up, but we'll see how it goes. Now how does Samhain relate to Halloween? Well, like I already said, Samhain is the period of time where the boundaries between our world and the worlds of the supernatural are at their thinnest and most malleable. And as such, it's a time when beings from other worlds can most easily cross over into our world. Now, obviously, a large majority, a very large majority, in fact, of these otherworldly beings do not come in peace. The tradition states that on those nights, you, if you have to leave your home, you should always go in disguise and never give your real full name. See, according to magical theory, if you give your someone your full name, said from your own lips in your own unique cadence of speech, they will have complete power and control over you. On a side note, this is actually why middle names exist. So you can give a name to someone without granting them total control over you. Now, this is the start of the dressing up aspect of trick-or-treating. But the other aspect, which is the giving you out of sweets and chocolates, that actually has its roots in the old world practice of laws of hospitality. See, in Celtic culture, along with Norse, Greek, Roman, and most other cultures in Europe in antiquity, hospitality was a sacred practice, upheld both by the host or hostess and by the guests. See, if you went to someone's house and requested safe haven, and that person granted it, then both you and they entered into a reciprocal arrangement of behavior. The laws of hospitality, as I consider them, are as follows. Firstly, as a guest, you must offer no harm to anyone your host has accepted into their home, nor must you take any action which would be considered untoward for a guest. In return, your host is honor bound to defend you from anyone who would do you harm so long as you are a guest in their home. Secondly, you must report nothing of what you see or hear in that place, and you must make every effort to aid and assist your host's household and other guests where you remain. In return, you are to be awarded exemplary treatment in terms of food, drink, comforts, and even, in extreme circumstances, uh, an escort for part or all of the way to your next destination for safety. 
any breach of these laws on the part of the guest will result in the immediate negation of guest rights, meaning that you are no longer under the host protection and therefore you are basically fair game for anyone who wants to hurt you. Any breach in the law on the host part will incur the reverse. They are known as a bad host, and this is a very serious insult. So it will cause them to lose all honor and status, and if they've offered you or your fellow guests any insult or violence, then you and your guests, uh, fellow guests are honor-bound to answer this offense in kind. Point is, hospitality laws were a huge deal in antiquity, and especially in Norse and Celtic cultures, and they're still the cornerstone of modern paganism in this day. In fact, to be called a bad host without good reason is a very serious insult, as is being called a bad guest without being without due cause. Now, on Samhain, if you're in disguise and you can't use your real name, then how can you claim guest rights at the door? Well, as the host, you can give out items of food and such or drink at the door and basically give the guests the promise that while they are on your lands, they are under guest rights. Now, this protection ends the moment they step off your property, but it still counts as a, up to the millisecond they step off your lands. Sound familiar? Now, as you can probably guess, Samhain in the Southern Hemisphere is coming up. So for those of you who are practicing pagans who celebrate Samhain in the Southern Hemisphere, well, that was a mouthful to say, please stay safe, all right? And if you are celebrating Beltane in the Northern Hemisphere, just stay safe. Don't go too crazy. Anyway, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for listening to The Raven's Grove. I've been Dahi. You've been awesome. I'll talk to you in the next episode. See ya.